Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. Amen. Are you ready for the word today? Amen. If you have your Bible with you this morning, I want to invite you to turn with me to Romans chapter 5. Turn with me to Romans chapter 5. And we're going to, we're going to, end up close to Romans chapter 5 there um, so we're, we're not starting there but if you want to grab a spot in the book of Exodus and kind of follow along with us through the book of Exodus then uh, we'll, we'll eventually end up in Romans all right um, so let me tell you a little something about Steve okay Steve is a dreamer a, a dreamer of dreams, I, I, I believe, I, I think that the Lord has given me the gift of a visionary, of seeing and understanding what could be. And with that, with that vision of what could be and the dream of, of the potential that's there, I am very excited about starting new things. I, I, love, I love the idea of launching out on new endeavors with hopes of seeing what the Lord is going to do in and through those endeavors. Now, um, let me tell you another thing about Steve, and that is that I'm also an Enneagram number three, which means I'm a bit of an achiever. So I, I find a great deal of delight in checking things off the list and getting things done. How many of you like a strong finish? I love a strong finish. As a matter of fact, I love a strong finish so well that I will put things on my to-do list that have already been done for the gratification of checking it off. Right? I'll add some stuff. I said I did this and I did this and I did check, 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 check. Because I, I love to see the job complete. Oh, but the middle part. The middle, sometimes between the starting and the finishing, we have this space of time, this, this span of area that we call the middle. And I've got to tell you something else about Steve, and that is that sometimes in the middle, I really struggle. Because in the middle, I have to exercise all kinds of self-discipline and I have to have all kinds of self-talk and I have to have all kinds of talks with Jesus to make it through the middle because while it is real fun to start things and while it is real gratifying to finish things sometimes when you're hanging out there in the middle in the monotony of grinding through the details where you move from big picture to small insignificant bits and pieces it gets hard the enthusiasm of why you began begins to wane the the vision of what you left what was comfortable for begins to fade and you have to remind yourself why you're doing this at all in the middle for me is a place where disciplines and self-talk have to be an intentional part of my life in the middle is a place where dreams and visions might perish if the appropriate care is not given to their nurture in, in the middle, 
is where we find that the trip is a little longer than we estimated. The sacrifice is a little deeper than we'd prepared to offer. And the tax on our minds and emotions is a little more severe a penalty than we had prepared to pay. And I've got to be honest with you and say that I don't do so good in the middle sometimes and I've got a feeling that I'm not alone. Let me, let me just talk with you a little bit about the beginning. The front end. The front end, you know, where we started from. And, and usually the reason we find ourselves in the middle is because we had some degree of dissatisfaction with where we were. Maybe it's an unholy disruption to our, I mean, maybe it's a holy disruption to our lives. Something, it's a prodding of the Holy Spirit. It's the call of God that says, hey, there's a next. And I'm about to share with you an illustration here in just a minute. And as we begin to illustrate this through the life of some very familiar people in the Bible, I want you to understand this, that you don't need to write yourself out just because your circumstance doesn't match theirs because it's not so much about where we began because as long as we serve the Lord, there is always going to be a next. There's always going to be a plateau from which we are moving in a progression towards where God God is calling you say pastor how do you know that I know that because my Bible says that I has not seen nor ear heard neither has it entered into the hearts of man the things that God has in store for those that love him I want to tell you something today church you are not on a hill you're not on a plateau to stay you are on a journey whereby the spirit of the Lord leads you from glory to glory to glory and some Sometimes, in order for you to get to where it is that God is calling you to be, you're going to spend some time in the middle. And I want to encourage you today because the middle is a hard place. The middle is a, is a lonely place. The middle is a place of indecision oftentimes and recalculating and rethinking and we just don't even understand sometimes what kind of insanity beset us to ever leave where we started from. Such was the case with some people in the book of Exodus who, I'll just give you a brief synopsis if you're not aware, if, you are, if you're well versed in the Bible, then I'm just going to catch you up to speed. In, in, the, in the Bible we find these people, they're called the Hebrew people, they're God's chosen people and they're very special people um, and uh, they, they find themselves through the course of time enslaved in Egypt and, and under heavy bondage and over time God's favor begins to be revealed in their lives and the more God's favor is revealed in their lives the more oppressive their captors become of them and the more tasked the more burdensome their lives become to the point that finally they begin to call out to God and they say oh Lord hear our prayer and see the oppression that's in our lives and come and deliver us from this pressure we've got to get out of this place if it's the last thing we ever do 
We've got to get out of this place. Lord, help us, deliver us. And, and they call out. We find that in Exodus chapter 2, verse 23. It says, now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out and their cry came up to God. Again, before you dismiss yourself from this narrative because you don't surmise yourself as being under any particular bondages, let me assure you that you may very well be here in principle. You may not be oppressed as the Hebrews were. You may not be living such a burdensome life as the Hebrews were. Your circumstances may not be as dire as theirs was. But remember, this is not a message about the beginning. It's a message about the middle. And we've left where we once were, ventured now into new things believing, but we're not yet where we're going to be. And in the middle, it gets tough. Under the sound of my voice today, I have little doubt that I'm speaking to someone who has a sense of unease with where you are right now. That I'm speaking to someone for whom your current state has a sense of holy dissatisfaction. That I'm speaking to someone for whom the Holy Spirit has birthed a cry in our hearts for something different, something more, something fuller, something deeper than what you're currently experiencing. I believe that with all my heart because I believe that's the God we serve. That he's always calling us on a pilgrimage of faith on a continuance of a journey that began with him when the Holy Spirit began dealing with our hearts and drawing us out of the darkness in which we dwelt, out of the mire that we were bogged down in and pulled us up and established our feet and ordered our steps. I believe God will always order our steps to a next. And the Spirit continually beckons to the man or the woman of God, the man, woman of faith, to press on a little further in the discovery of God's abundance in our lives. And should we heed the voice of the Holy Spirit, we're going to find ourselves in the middle if you don't already identify as being there in the moment. Still using the Hebrews as an illustration, I want to point out a couple of things about being out in the middle. Number one, when you're out in the middle, sometimes it appears, it may appear that your journey is pointless. As a matter of fact, these same people who just a few pages earlier, we find them calling out to God. Maybe, and let me just contextualize this for you here just a little bit. Maybe you know that God called you out of a toxic relationship and now you find yourself struggling through lonesome Saturday nights and you're calling out saying, God, why? Maybe you were struggling in a dead-end career and now you've called out to God. God's opened a door of opportunity and now you find yourself in a new place whereas before you had seniority, before you had a voice and now you're in a new context and a new culture and you have no tenure and you have no voice and now you're saying, Lord, it was better for me back at the other place even as bad as it was. You're here. If you're not here now, you've been here. And if you're not here now, you're probably headed that way. 
that you're going to pass through some seasons and circumstances of life that's going to cause you as these did in Exodus chapter 14. Here's these people who said, God, we can't take this anymore. Lord, move us to what's next. God, get us out of this place. And it says in chapter 14, verse 11, then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, is that why you've taken us away to die here in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you when we were in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us. It would have been better for us just to serve the Egyptians than to die here in the wilderness. Let me tell you this, church, sometimes it doesn't matter how clear the call how firm the logic, how sound the reasoning, how sure the conviction, we're going to look sometimes when we get out in the middle at our journey and say, why did I ever move? Why did I ever let go of what I had in hopes for something that God promised? Can you imagine Abraham when the Lord speaks to him and says, Abraham, get up out of this land of your fathers. Get up out of this place and go to a land that I'm going to show you. I don't want to be shown where after I've left here. I want to know where, and not only that, but knowing where, I want to take one step and be there. But that is not how it often happens. It's a journey. It's a walk of faith. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fellowship with the Lord. Do you remember all the way back when this whole thing began? God said, listen, I'm going to be with you. I'll be, a, I'll be a covering of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. You just hang with me and I'm going to take you to a land, a large land that flows with milk and honey. You're going to be okay and it's going to be better than what you've got here. And so often as the Spirit of the Lord's calling to us, it's the same way. We, we get out there and, and, and we're susceptible to all the lies of the adversary. Logic and reason and all these things just begin to flood our hearts. And we say, man, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done. It's only in retrospect when we get to where we're going that we can understand the purpose and the pain and the journey that we've been on. Number two, in the middle is a place where, where we left can look better than it actually was. Here's, here's these people who are out here in the middle. God is providing for them miraculously and their reply, Exodus chapter 16, beginning in verse 2, their reply to the providence of God is this. Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we died by the hand of the Lord in Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat and we ate the bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill us and this whole, this whole assembly with hunger. No, it's not where we wanted to be. And it's certainly not where we're comfortable but it may well be where the Lord has us for a season. Number three, out in the middle, we face fierce and wearisome battles. I love this. 
I love this passage. I mean, we see this all throughout the Exodus. If you have any familiarity with it at all, then you understand what I'm saying. If you don't, please go home this week and just begin to read through the Exodus. You're going to see yourself in there. You're going to see your walk of faith in there. You're going to see how God's dealing in your life and how he's moving situations and circumstances. And, and out in the middle, these people face fierce, fierce battles. It says now, now Exodus chapter 17, beginning in verse 8, it says, Now Amalek came out and fought with Israel in Rephidim and Moses said to Joshua come uh, and choose us some men to go fight fight with the Amalek fight with Amalek tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand so Joshua did as Moses said to him and he fought with Amalek so Moses Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill but let me tell you something it's it's also in the middle where you begin to learn the value of belonging to a family of faith and being surrounded with those of like faith and having somebody to hold your arms up in the weariness of your battle because this narrative continues in verse 11 and says, and so it was when Moses held up his hand that the Israelites prevailed and when he let down his hands, Amalek prevailed, but Moses' hands become weary. I want to talk to somebody today. You've been down in your prayer closet and you've been warring and you've been asking why and you've been wondering what's the point for so long and the adversary's coming against you with every lie that he can muster up and telling you that it would be better for you just to turn back and go to where you came from because God truly doesn't have anything better for you down the road. You're wasting your time. You're suffering for naught. I'm telling you that it's a good thing when you have a family of God to come around you and hold your battle wearied hands up so that you can prevail in victory it says this it says and so it was that when Moses uh, held up his hands that Israel prevailed and when he let his hands down Amalek prevailed but Moses hands became heavy so they took a stone and put it up under him and he sat on it and Aaron and her supported his hands on one on one side and the other on the other side and his hands were steady until the going down isn't it great to have people of faith around us who can steady our hands in the hard times isn't it great to be able to go and share that prayer with our connect group to be able to find a place of fellowship to see the people of God when you come in the house of the Lord who hold our hands up and get that text message during the week or that phone call that holds our hands up and holds them steady so that we can continue to prevail in spiritual warfare. Out in the middle also is where we experience the presence of God. Exodus chapter 13 verse 21. It says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. In the middle, we, we encounter the presence of God. I've got to tell you something. It's some of the darkest, darkest hours in, in my life, the darkest times in my ministry where I have most richly encountered the presence of the Lord. Times when, when you're grappling through those questions of saying, God, why did, why did I ever do this? Lord, I've, I've made the worst mistake of my life. God, this is just... This doesn't make any sense. I don't even know if when I get to the end of this, it's going to be worth everything that's invested in it to move from where I was to where I am. But it's in those seasons, those dark times of question, those times when I am weak and other people are having to hold my hands up that I encounter the presence of the Lord most richly in my own life. I want to tell you something today, church. You may be out in the middle, but do not despise the 
middle because it is the lessons, it is the encounters, it is the experience of the middle that is preparing you for the end, that is strengthening you for what God has in store, for what's about to come your way. Don't get discouraged. Don't be weary in well-doing for in due season you are going to reap if you faint not. Don't let go your victory weeping we sang this morning may endure for the night but his joy is coming in the morning don't quit don't give up in the middle you see is where we experience the victory of God and at the end we find out why we had to go through the middle I want to know why I'm going through the middle in the middle. As a matter of fact, I want to know I've got to go through the middle from the beginning. But it's often at the end that we find out why we went through the middle. Because as we're moving through the middle, we learn a lesson in life that I believe is lost on a lot of this generation and that is to persevere in the things of the Spirit. And we used to talk about praying through. You, you, know, you know what that means? That means that there's discouragement and there's spiritual warfare, there are attacks against your life, there is so much stuff coming at you that you can't even see straight some of the time. But you get down on your face before God and you shut yourself in your prayer closet and you begin to call on the name of the Most High until the only thing that you've got your focus on and your sight on is Him and His presence is made so real in your life that you understand that nothing, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper and you keep marching on. You keep understanding that no, no, no army can stand against you if God's on your side, that if God is for you, who can be against you? And you keep pressing on and you keep moving forward in the name of Jesus and you don't stop short until you've got your blessing you don't stop short until you've seen God prevail in your situation Paul wrote to the Roman church and here we land right here in the book of Romans and it says this therefore having been justified by faith you can go ahead and stand Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace through God, our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, I'm not much for changing Scripture, but I want to I invite you just to apply a word here that I think is applicable. Paul said, and not only that, we also glory in tribulations. I, I would like to invite you because I think sometimes the word tribulation would be synonymous with the context of the middle. So we're, we're not rewriting scripture. We're just saying here's a correlation that you might want to consider. And I, I want to read this text to you today. And everywhere we see the word tribulation, I want to replace it with the context of being in the middle. He says, and, and, and not only that, but we also glory in the middle. 
Knowing that the middle produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God is poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. I want to tell you something today, church. You are walking through the middle right now because God is trying to work out a perseverance in your life, a stick with itness, an undaunting hope that you can stand in the face of adversity with the assurance that it's going to be all right. And when we finally press through and the tribulation has birthed in us perseverance and perseverance has given way to hope, we are then positioned to receive what we have and after we've persevered at the end the waters part making way for our miracle as it did for the children of Israel at the end the walls of our enemies begin to crumble as we walk around the uh, the walls of our adversities adversaries with a new song in our heart and a shout of victory we'll be like the psalmist and we'll just be around walking around the walls of our adversary clap your hands oh you people and shout unto God with a voice of triumph clap your hands all you people and shout unto God with the voice some of you that are in the middle right now you need to begin to circle the walls of your adversary clapping your hands and praising God and shouting at the top of your voice with a voice of victory today At the end, we see the walls of our enemies crumble and we march into the promise, confident that God will prevail. Let me, let me draw the strongest parallel I got here between, between the Exodus and Romans chapter 5. And here it goes. Remember that tribulation works in us perseverance. And perseverance hope. This is a word for somebody right now. You're in the middle. You've been in the middle. And you've begun to feel like the middle is never going to end. This is your word today, Joshua chapter 14. Caleb is then speaking. This is one of those who went in as one of the ten spies into the promised land. And he says, it's just like the Lord said it is. It's a good land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. And by the strength and the help of Almighty God, we're able to go in it. But Caleb was stuck in the middle for 40 years. 40 years he was persevering. 40 years he was walking through the adversity of a desert. 40 years he was wandering in a wilderness not knowing what the end was going to be but the day finally comes when the waters part and he's able to walk through and he walks through with a heart filled with hope and confidence and he says 
as yet I am as strong on this day. He's 80 plus years old now. He was only 40 when he saw it the first time. And he says, as yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. And just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and coming in. Now therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke to me that day. For you heard in the day how Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. I'm telling you today, right here, right now, you may not cross your Jordan today, but I believe the Spirit of God is in this place. And he wants to give you a hope, a resolve, a resolute spirit that you're able to march around the walls of your enemy with the utmost confidence. You're able to march through the dry ground of your Jordan and you're able to stand on the bank of Canaan and make the bold declaration that I'm just as strong in the might of the Lord today as I was in the day that God birthed the vision in my heart that caused me to leave where I was on the journey to where he's got me going. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.